All right, if we could have everybody take your seats. You took it like a champ. <laughs> All right, before we get started today, we do have some announcements that we are very excited about coming up. The side-by-side -side ministry for widows and widowers will be putting on the Ritz. Uh, they're meeting September 2nd at 11 a.m. at Barb West's house. Barb West will be providing the Ritz crackers. Do not worry about bringing that. But your job is to bring the fun toppings. So do worry about that. Uh, we are just so excited that we have uh, a ministry here that I haven't seen at other churches where we're getting together with people who have experienced the loss of a spouse. We are not ignoring single people in this church. Uh, and we're so thankful for Barb to to host this and put it on for everybody. <laughs> Speaking of Barb, uh, September 10th, we have our joy potluck for the just older youth. Uh, that will be in the gym after second service, so please bring a dish to share for that. September 10th, after second service in the gym. September 22nd and 23rd, we are having our There's No Place Like Home Women's Retreat. And that will be here at home church. So uh, that'll be Friday, September 22nd from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, and then Saturday, September 23rd from 10 to 3. The prices are $50 per ticket. You can sign up in the foyer. So if you are a lady who would like to come to this retreat, I have heard very good things about what is being planned. So mark that on your calendars and plan to be here. And then finally... We've got life groups starting up the week of September 25th. All right. We've got to get bigger applause for that. That's on my notes. Hold for applause. But that's okay. <laughs> We've got life groups starting up September 25th. If you um, are interested in leading a study or hosting a life group in your home, you can sign up at the welcome counter. If you are interested in attending a life group, uh, those signups will be available a little bit later. If you are not interested in attending a life group, come talk to me and I will convince you otherwise. Uh, they are a great time, they're fun, they're a great way to fellowship and you get to just learn more about the Word of God. We are very excited to be able to restart these uh, coming up soon. And at this point, I think it's time to bring up Miss Jane for an announcement. So please give a round of applause for Miss Jane. Jen and Mike to come up front. It's very hard. He does the check-in and security back there for the kids for the first and second service. Every single week he is back there getting things prepared and uh, helping me make sure that we have check-in people and training them because He's a lot better at training people on the computer than I am. <laughs> so, Mr. Metzger, can you come down here? <laughs> so while he's coming down, we'll talk about his lovely bride, Jen, and thank you so much for everything that you do. 
Jen works uh, in the cafe every single Sunday, make sure everything's set up and we're not gonna do anything bad to you. We're just having you come up here. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Um, and then of course she's our church secretary, keeps everything um, going smoothly. So we wanna wish you a happy anniversary. So we have this card for you and some flowers. And uh, your daughters have something that they want to say also. Happy anniversary, Mommy and Daddy. <laughs> Happy anniversary. So the girls wanted to pray over their parents. Father God, we thank you for this day. I want to thank you that you gave us a mom and dad that can love on us. I want to pray that um, this day goes smoothly, and I want to pray that they have a good anniversary. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for my parents, Lord, and I pray you keep them safe. Amen. Okay, Mike Metzger, you can go back to work. Let's give Mike and Jen one more round of applause, please. It is so awesome to have not only a wonderful couple of our church who are able to celebrate an anniversary uh, together in front of us, but to have two young children able to pray in front of all of us, I think it's just a great showing of where our church is headed, what we've been working on, so I was thrilled about all of that. That's the end of our announcements today. We've got... Uh, we're moving into our time of giving, of tithes and offerings. We just want to thank everybody who has been faithful through your tithes and offerings. We say this every week, but we cannot do what we do without it. Uh, it is a biblical mandate. There are so many reasons why uh, we constantly encourage you to uh, give your tithes and offerings, to give your first fruits to God. We do try to make it super convenient for you so we can do it in three ways. You can do it online, through our website, in person, at the box, in the back of the sanctuary, or through the mail. If I could everybody stand with me as we enter a time of prayer together. Father, we are so, so thankful to have this opportunity to come before you today. We're thankful that we have anniversaries being witnessed and celebrated in our church, that we have children calling out to you and in uh, blessing their parents in front of us. We are so thankful that we are seeing you move in these ways. And we ask that you would take the tithes and offerings that we give, that you would multiply them and spread them amongst this community, that you would benefit our church, that you would bless our congregants with it. And we ask that you would be with us as we enter into our time of singing our praises to you, that you would be moving in us in spiritual ways that we couldn't do alone. We thank you for all the blessings we have, and we thank you for all that are to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Who's ready to worship Jesus this morning? Amen. The creator, the king of kings, the lord of lords. And I loved uh, Carlos's prayer earlier this morning. He said, he said Lord, we want to worship you. We don't want to put on a show. We don't want to, um, even though he rocks the drums, and I want to get his autograph sometimes, that's not why he's here. He's here to worship Jesus. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And so I want to encourage you to join us up here as we join you down there in spirit. 
and we worship our creator together. Can we do that this morning? Amen. Amen. Let's do that. Amen. Hallelujah. How many know if when we don't worship Jesus, the, the Bible says the rocks will? Amen. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. I don't want an earthquake today. I don't want an earthquake today. Let's worship him this morning here in Sparks, Nevada. If you're visiting with us, we're so glad to have you this morning. Um, I'm not sure. I, it's kind of hard to see sometimes with these lights. Um, brother Mark, if you're out there. Oh, good to see you, my brother. Good to have you back. Amen. Amen. Good to have you back. Hallelujah. Not a man. Yeah. Not a man. Yeah. Yeah. my watch. Well, I sit back and let the ground worship you. The rocks will cry out if I don't, then they will do. Sing praises to your name. Thank you for the grace that you've given me. That's why we sing. You can move mountains, split the seas, open my soul, I may see you. I will. 
hands this morning as we pray. Señor amado Padre, qué alegría, qué gozo estar en, en esta mañana. Sí, Padre, somos hijos tuyos, somos hijos de Dios. Y tú tienes un espacio en tu casa, en tu hogar. Gracias, Padre, por darnos el privilegio de adorarte, de alabarte, de rendirte toda gloria y honor a ti, Señor. En esta mañana tenemos una palabra fresca de nuestro pastor, nuestro líder, y que nuestros corazones salgan fortalecidos con esa palabra fresca. Gracias por tenernos en esta mañana, Señor, y bendice a nuestra congregación. En el nombre de Jesús, oramos. Yes, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your undying love, for your care, for your love, for your grace and mercy for all of us. We thank and praise you that we are a child of God. Each and every one of us can be your child and how thankful we are for that. And Lord, we thank you for this wonderful team of musicians who have once again brought us to the very throne of God to worship you on this glorious day that you have made. We thank you. We thank you for all of those who are here in person and for all of those who are watching online as well, and pray that they would receive what the Holy Spirit has for them through Pastor Carlos this morning. How thankful we are for him, and we pray that you would go before him, go behind him, come through him, and bless him as he fills us with your word. Help us to receive it with our hearts and to act upon it like you would have us to do. We love you, Lord, and we offer this day and our blessings and our praise to the one and only God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yes, yes, amen. Give the Lord praise, amen. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we come to you this morning. I want to second what Pastor Pepe and Pastor Barbara said this morning, Lord. There are days, there are times in my life, the enemy lies to me and tells me I'm not a child of God. But I remember the day, by your grace and mercy, I was adopted into your family. And Father, in Jesus' name, I pray if there's anyone here that's battling maybe with that thought, Lord, somebody here, Lord, that's been playing church for many years, going through the motions, in a circle of life, seeing no change. God, I pray this morning, through your word, through your message, that you would speak to every heart in this place, whether they've been serving you all their life, or whether this is the first time in church. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over this message. Go before me, 
speak before me. Give me the confidence that I do not have in myself, but give me the confidence that I may have from you because I can do all things through you. And I plead the blood of Jesus over this message, over this word, over our church, over the people who are watching online this morning. God, speak to every heart in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering this morning. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church, and thank you, musicians and singers. I so appreciate you. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but church, wasn't Kristen and Carl's rocking it this morning? Amen? Just rocking it. I love it. Um, and I want to just give a shout-out to a young sister in the back here um, who sometimes people don't see these, these individuals who are doing this, but our interpreter this morning is none other than a teenager interpreting the message this morning. So I'm going to put her on the spot. She's back there. See her big old smile back there. Everyone want to say hi to her. Yeah, there she is. Amen. Good to see you this morning. Hallelujah. If you're watching online, we're so blessed to have you this morning. Um, I want to preach a sermon. Before I do that, I want to share a little story that I came across, um, again, that I, that I love so much. Um, it says right here, a preacher trained his horse to go when he said, praise the Lord. Everybody say, praise the Lord. He, he would say, praise the Lord, to, and his horse would go. Praise the Lord. And to stop, he would say, Amen. Okay, so just because you say amen doesn't mean I'm going to stop preaching, though. Okay, just want to get that. So he would say, praise the Lord to get the horse going, and he would say amen to get the horse to stop. And, uh, uh, and then the preacher, uh, so he, he got the horse, and he mounted on the horse, and he said, praise the Lord, and went for a ride on some mountains, okay? And, uh, and then uh, he wanted to stop for lunch by a mountain, so he said amen. And then he took off again. He said, praise the Lord. The horse started heading towards the edge of a cliff on a narrow mountain trail. The preacher got excited and said, whoa. Then he remembered and said, amen. And the horse stopped just short of the edge. The preacher was like, whew. He was so relieved that the horse stopped. And then he said, looked up in the air and he said, praise the Lord. <laughs> I mean, no, words have power. No, I mean, like words have power. Like words what you say, what you speak, it has power. Um, I could testify to this just the other day. My wife was so excited. She was walking around the house, and she said, Honey, I, I lost two pounds. And, um, and I said, I, I, did, I, I, I didn't notice. And hold on. Church, can I be real with you this morning? Words have power. I didn't mean it like that. But I said, I said I didn't notice because I, what I was trying to say was I, I didn't even notice. You, like, I, we have this thing where I'm like, why are you trying to lose weight? I'm trying to feed her more because I don't want her to lose weight. Okay? And, so, and that's the honest truth. And I'm only sharing this right now because I am confident in who she is and I love her how, just how she is. Matter of fact, she can gain a few more pounds in my opinion. But whatever, that's another, that's another sermon for another day. Um, that's a marriage sermon. I'm not preaching on marriage this morning. But um, words have power. I almost called a few of you guys and said, hey, can I spend the night tonight? <laughs> but then I was like, man, what, what should I have said? Like, you, I, I don't know. I was, it, no matter what I would have done after that, it was too late. <laughs> so words have power. This is words part three, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. I want to read that. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be Thank you. So let me try to paraphrase this. The quality of your life, 
The quality of my life is determined on the words we speak, what we say. That's the quality of our life. Um, verse 21, death, and what's that next word? Life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So there are words that can produce death. There are words that can produce life. I like to look at God himself. When the Bible says he saw the darkness, but he didn't say, wow, it's dark. Like when I see dark things, when I see things in my life, death, I say, man, well, how are we going to get through this? Oh my gosh, not again. I knew that. What did I tell you? What did I say? I knew this was going to happen. What did I say? I knew this. So I already spoke. This was going to happen before it even happened. And then I stamp it. Jesus, God looked at the darkness. He didn't say, wow, it's dark. He said, let there be light. He spoke life. Isaiah 59. I want you to turn there. Isaiah 59. And we're going to read here. We're going to go through some. Uh, who's, ready? who's ready for some Bible this morning? Amen? Okay. I hope you're ready. After the service, I'll ask you one more time. We'll see who's telling the truth. Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59, verse 1. If you're ready, say amen. amen. It says right here, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear you. So right here, it's not saying that, that, that God can't hear you. It's saying that he won't hear you. Now, verse 3 is going to ex explain verse 1 and 2. So bear with me right here. Verse 3. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your, what's that next word? Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongue has muttered perversity. So he's saying there's nothing wrong with God, but there's some sins um, that are causing you, that's causing God not to hear you. Um, and one of these have to do with our mouth. So I want to focus on this one right here. So number one, he talks about lying. Someone say lying. Lying is a, is a deadly sin and that we commit with our mouth. Proverbs 6.16, um, you can just write these down. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Now watch how many have to do with the mouth right here. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are shift to running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, one who sows discord among the brethren. So three out of the seven have to do with the mouth. Proverbs twelve twenty two. Okay, you just write this down. I'm gonna be going through a lot of scriptures. So, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. This word abomination means detestable. It's, it's detestable to God. It's, it's idolatrous. It's when we lie, it goes against God's character because God not only speaks truth, he is truth. So when we lie, it's like we, we leave truth and we go against God's nature, who he is. He's truth and we, we go father of lies or his satan and so it's it's uh we don't want to lie amen? amen children hear me did you do your homework don't lie 
Now, now you're telling the truth because now you said anything. <laughs> Number two, sowing discord. Proverbs 6.12. A worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth. He winks with his eyes. He shuffles his feet. He points with his fingers. Perversity is in his heart. He devises evil continually. He sows discord. Therefore, his calamity shall come suddenly. Suddenly he shall be broken without remedy. Wow, when you sow, when you sow this in your life, when you plant this in your garden of life, you will, you will reap. It says right here, you will reap suddenly calamity. You'll be broken without remedy. Um, sowing discord. One of the ways um, we can do this when somebody comes to you with an issue or a problem, maybe a, maybe a spouse comes to you about their spouse. I was hoping one lady would say amen, but it's okay. Oh, oh. When a spouse comes to you with another spouse and you say, hey, instead of bringing unity to the situation, you make it worse by, I'll take it a step further. When, I, when somebody comes to you about an issue with, with my preaching, instead of trying to bring unity to the situation, hey, why don't you go talk to the pastor or a situation with somebody in the church? Man, it's getting real quiet right now. I'm getting scared now. I thought, thank you. I, I, you know, when, when somebody comes to you, this right here, when you're not bringing unity, you're sowing, thank you, you're sowing discord. This, this is not even just, a, this is not even just a, a house of God thing. This is in the workplace. If, if you're, a bi, you're a supervisor, you're, you're an employee, employer or employee, the last thing you want to do is be in the mix of this. You don't want to be sowing discord. All right, moving right along. Sorry. Okay, number three, gossip. Somebody say gossip. gossip. Spreading intimate. I looked at uh, gossip, the, the definition of gossip right here. Uh, spreading intimate or private rumors or facts. I used to always think spreading gossip was just spreading rumors. But even if it's a fact um, or private, we should not be talking about it. Proverbs 2019, a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang out with such characters. Wow, that one, that one hit me hard. I said, Lord, check my heart. Gossip. 2 Corinthians 12, 20. This is the Apostle Paul right here talking to the church of Corinth. He's getting ready to come visit, and uh, he's not too excited. This is why. He says, for I'm afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be. And you may not find me as you want me to be. I mean, two, two, two who uh, disagree, it's hard to walk on the same. It's, it, a house divided can't stand. Amen? So here's the Apostle Paul right here. He's, he's talking to, to the church here. And he says, uh, I fear that there may be, what's that first word? Discord. Thank you, discord, jealousy. Fits of rage, so it's not just rage, fits, fits of rage, 
selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. It's crazy how many of these that Apostle Paul, he's going to the church, he says, man, I'm not sure if I want to go there because I'm going to find, he, there's, there's a few of these right here have to do with the mouth. And um, discord, that's a sin with the mouth. Fists of rage, one translation, I believe it's the uh, New Living Translation, outbursts of rage. So it's not just, it's outbursts with your mouth. Outbursts of rage, um, anger, slander, which is backbiting, uh, backstabbing with your mouth, gossip, that's your mouth. Um, we got to be careful. Church with love, because this is how some people disguise gossip in church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something, and I'm telling you this because I want you to, I want you to pray. Okay, now I've said this, I've said this. Um, the question is, the problem is sometimes the person who told you this is normally not praying themselves. They're, more, they're talking about it more than they're praying about it. Now, I should have preached on tithing this morning, my goodness. Uh, they, they, they're talking about it more than they're praying about it. You have to ask yourself, is my heart burdened about this situation? Is my heart burdened about what I'm about to say for somebody to go pray? Can you pray for this? Because God's heart is burdened right now about this situation. Is my heart burdened? And a lot of times when somebody's heart is really burdened about something, normally human nature, we don't want to go tell somebody. So check, check yourself. Before you go into, what's that? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> Some of you got it. It's okay. You you gotta you gotta check yourself. Yeah, before you wreck yourself. Um. And I wanna, you, mark my words. Stop gossiping for three months three months and watch your life bloom. Watch your life bloom. Number four, slander. Slander. When we pass on a report that's um, uh, negative about somebody, um, slander. Uh, an email we received from somebody that somebody received a text about somebody. Hey, did you hear? Slander. Um, Psalms 140.11, let not a slander be established in the earth. Let evil hunt the violent man to overthrow him. You know, it's crazy as I read this. There are a lot of artists, whether they're hip-hop artists or Hollywood, who slander all the time, and you look at their lives, the death rate. And all these young people are dying so young, the slander that is coming out of their mouth. It's insane. And they, the Bible says you will eat the fruit of that. They speak nothing but negativity. It's crazy. It, it, it blows my mind. Let not a slanderer be established in the earth. Let evil hunt the violent man to overthrow him. Proverbs 10, 18. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips. And whoever spreads slander is a... Full. 1 Corinthians 11, 
But now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or a sister. And everyone always looks at this first one, but a sexually immoral, immoral, greedy, an idolater, which, yeah, we don't, yeah, but right here, or slander. Slander. Do not even eat with such people. Church, let's stop giving bad report and start speaking life. Amen? Amen. Start speaking life. Number five. Number five, tail-bearing, which is revealing secrets um, or breaking confidence. Um, <clears throat> Proverbs eleven thirteen 13, it says, A tail-bearer reveals secrets, but he who is a faithful spirit conceals a matter. The church should be the safest place for anyone to be able to come. You already know where I'm going. For anyone to be able to come and talk with one of you and not have to worry about it getting throughout the whole church. Or just to that one person we told not to tell. And this has happened to me, right? And then, then somebody finds out, how did you know? Well, they told me, but they, I told... They told me not to say anything, so I'm not saying anything. But somebody else knows too. So it's like, wait. Right here it says, a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is a faithful spirit conceals a matter. We should not have to worry if I go to if I go to Bill or if I go to Matt or if I someone comes to me with an issue, worry about judgment, um, gossip, backbiting. And I have to say, I thank God there are people in our church that I can go to, um, and they have never broken confidentiality with me. Amen? Amen. There are people in our church, and I thank God for that. James chapter 5, 16. Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. So I put this scripture right here because, I, I, it's, for me, it really goes with this one. Concealing a matter, and I thank God there are people that I can go to that I can that I can go to, because when I read the scripture, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. As I read this, so we confess our sins to God that we may be forgiven. We confess our trespasses with one another that we may be healed. And I thought that's beautiful. And I think to myself, how many people, how many people are in life, walking through life, that are forgiven, but they're not healed? They haven't even forgiven themselves. They're they're walking through life. They're forgiven. God's forgiven them, but they're not healed. Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, they're not healed. Hello, God, is that you? James chapter 5, 16. I want to read that again. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It's a beautiful thing where we can go to somebody in the church and say, hey, can I just talk with you? I, we need to talk. And you'll find healing right there. You'll find healing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, someone's personal information when they tell you something, it's, it's a great responsibility. It really is. When you know something about someone else, 
you actually hold power. Let me try to explain this to you. Um, I know people, are, people with good character, but I'm going to give you a definition of character you might not have heard. Character is having power and using it wisely. This is why there are people, there are Christians, who will never have power. Because they don't, know how, they don't have the character to use it wisely. Number six, moving right along, number six. We got 20 of these. No, I'm joking. <laughs> number six, cursing. Someone say cursing. Cursing. This is a, cursing is a sin. Romans 3.13, their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of apps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. A lot of times when you find somebody that curses, you will find bitterness in their heart. So it's a good sign to see where their heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And when someone's always cursing, swearing, there's some unresolved issues. Um, I know this might sound like kindergarten, but why do we call cursing cursing? Because when you curse, you curse. When you curse, you curse. Um, so why would you speak curses over your family? Why would you speak curses over your loved ones, your, 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 your spouse? Why would you speak curses over your life? You will eat the fruit of that. Why would you curse your business? Why would you curse your job? Why would you curse your car? Why would you curse? If you have a problem with cursing, here's a scripture for you. Psalms 109, 17. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him as he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him as he clothed himself with cursing as with his garment. So let it enter his body like water and like oil into his bones. So what it's saying right here is water and oil don't mix. Blessing and cursing don't mix. And what's crazy is you have people walking around that want to be blessed, but all they do is speak curses. I'm telling you, it's just an F-bomb. No, it's a curse. It's just the B-word. No, it's a curse. It's a curse. You're speaking curses. Number seven, blasphemy. Blasphemy means to use God's name in vain or in a self-serving manner. Okay? Exodus 27. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So there are different ways you can take the Lord's name in vain. One is saying God's name in vain, you're using it as a cuss word, um, which I, I hear that a lot, um, using God's name in vain. Another way people use God's name in vain let me tell you how people do this. I hear this a lot right here. They try to manipulate a situation by saying, God told me. Oh, 
God, God told me. And what's crazy is I'm also praying for these people. I'm praying. And a lot of times when someone comes to me and they says, God told me, a lot of times I'm, I'm on this. I'm like, you know what? God was speaking to me about that too. Now, that doesn't mean when somebody's coming, it has to always be that way. But, I, but when you say God told me or when I say God told me, God better have told us. That's blasphemy when we say God told me. God told me I need to quit the drums. I tell Carlos, you better tell that devil, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> God did not tell you that. God, God told me. And like, God told me to drop, all, to drop everything. You sure about that? Because God's heart is for always us to move forward, not go backwards. God told me, be very careful, even in Jeremiah. I don't know where it's at, in Jer but Jeremiah even says, don't say God told me if God didn't tell you. Okay? So blasphemy. Um, Lord's name in vain. Number eight, filthy language. We're going deeper, church. Who's ready to go deeper with me? <laughs> filthy language. Uh, Colossians 3.8. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. When filthy language comes out of your mouth, it's because it's in your heart. I, I knew a lot of men at the workplace when I used to work a secular job who were dealing with lust, married, going to the strip club, doing things that I guarantee you if their wife knew, it, it would... But they were not only saying filthy jokes, they were listening to filthy jokes. Filthy language. I got a challenge for the, I got a challenge for the teenagers, anybody watching online, I got a challenge for the men this morning. How about you be a man of God and say, you know what, when I come and get some water or I get my coffee at my break, I don't want to hear it. When you guys, when you guys, when I come up on the scene, I don't want you guys talking about this and when I leave, you guys can say whatever you want, but when I'm here, that needs to stop. I was hoping I'd get more amens from the men than the women. I'm going to say that one more time. How about we be men of God and say, I don't want to hear that filthy language. I don't want to hear it. And you know what's going to happen? Mark my words. When all hell breaks loose in that guy's life, you're going to be the first person they call. They'll actually respect you for it. Trust me. Mark my words. Um, number nine, contentious speech. Contentious speech, uh, definition, hurtful, hateful, malicious, disagreeable, argumentative. Um, anybody here know anybody that's argumentative? I have two scriptures here. One's about the women. Ladies, don't get upset, because I also got one for the guys, okay, for the men. But, like I teach my boys, ladies first. <laughs> Proverbs, 21, Proverbs 21, 9. This is, this is for the ladies right here, okay? Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman.
Now, whatever man said, amen, I pray for you. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, guys, he's saying right here, it's better for you, to, for you and the dog to go to the attic than to be with a contentious woman. Argumentative. Wants to just, it's better to be on the, the roof of the house. Proverbs 26, 21. It's for the guys right here. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. You know, there are people who all they want to do in life is argue. That's it. They're always, they're always contending for this. They just want to argue no matter where they're at. They can, they're, they're, I had somebody come to me one time and said, I can't be a part of a life group because I just, I just can't do it. I just, no one agrees with me. <laughs> really? Um, I have an issue with this. Well, tell your close friends. And I got to be honest with, these, with, this, with this spirit right here. Be accountable and be correctable. If you have an issue with arguing, if you got to be the one at, at life group, or small, wherever you're at, with job, and you're always the one, say, you know what? I want to get rid of this spirit. There's nothing wrong with having conversations, but even the Bible says there's no fruit comes out of arguing. You don't bear fruit. How about you say, hold me accountable, and I want to be, corre be corrected when I start doing this. Okay? And grow and learn. I've had, to, I've had to do this. I've sat down with my pastor years ago. Help me with this. I'm, I'm, I'm always on the de defense. And sometimes it's still that, that, that thing tries to creep back up. I want to I break this in Jesus' name. I can break this in Jesus' name. God, I, I don't want to have an argumentative spirit. I, I don't... Number 10, unbelief. Unbelief. Unbelief is a sin you can commit with your mouth. Um, and remember, if it's in your heart, it's going to come out your mouth. Hebrews 3.12, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It's saying, speak words that build up, not words that tear down. There are so many stories in the Bible that show this example of people speaking life, um, speaking life onto the situation. And one that I thought of was, the remember the, the 12 spies? You know the story of the 12 spies? There was the promised land. And I thought to myself, out of the 12 spies, 10 came back with a negative report. And I thought to myself, if, if we pick 12 men or 12 women here in our church to go check out the promised land, if, we, if, we, if I took 12 staff members, 12 board members, 12 home church members, 12 people from this community to go check out the promised land, what would their report be? That's wonderful. It was beautiful. But we want that promised land. 
What would our report be? Two came back with positive report. Ten came back with negative report. Ten said, there's giants. Think about the... Think about that. Out of the 12, you're, you're, one, you're one out of the 12. There's two of you. You guys are just excited. You're, you're, and 10. There's 10 negative report. The Bible says 10 negative report. There's giants. And two says, yeah, uh, there's giants, but our God's bigger. See, see faith, faith is not denying the fact that there's problems. It's not like these two were like, they, they, didn't, they didn't notice anything. No, they saw. They saw. They saw there was giants. They didn't deny the fact there was giants. Faith is not denying that there's, there's a mountain. Faith is saying, my God is a mountain mover. My God can move this mountain. Hey, business is crazy right now. It's tough. It's struggling. Hey, God can get us through this. He's going to get us through this. God, shut the doors you want shut and, and open the doors you want open. Our God's bigger. I have, I have three more stories, but church, I want to... Unbelief, contentious speech, filthy language, blasphemy, cursing, tail-bearing, slander, gossip, sowing discord, lying, death and life are in the tongue. I like to take vitamins, but one thing I've noticed in my life, no vitamin can do, no shot, no vaccine, no pill, no coffee, no matcha tea can do for me what words of life can do. Mark my words. I say all these things because I like these things. We need shots. We need coffee, matcha tea. These are we, health. We need this black coffee. It's good for you. But nothing beats speaking words of life. And when you got a problem with somebody, hey, I know you're angry. I know you're upset. Why don't you go to the person in a private room and tell them? Like the Bible says, instead of spreading slander, gossip, sowing discord, why don't you go to the person and say, hey, we got something. This morning, I had a sister. Oh, I'm not going to point her out. She said, I got a bone to pick with you. I said, great, just what I need right now. But I know her heart. I know her heart. And she's, she's we talked. And she's in service this morning. God is good. Amen? Amen. And one day I'm going to come to her. Hey, I got, I got a bone to pick with you. But that's what we're, we're family. Amen? We're, church, we're family. May this, be, may this be an encouragement. May this be a reminder. Church, I wish I could stand up here and say that I got all my, my I's dotted, my, cre- my, my T's crossed. Um... I was never the sharpest tool in the shed or the 
sharpest shed in the tool. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Obviously. Church, we all struggle with our mouth. The question is, are you going to justify your mouth or are you going to repent for your mouth? Husbands, wives, teenagers, watch what you say. Speak life. Amen? Amen. There's life, there's death in our tongue. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Thank you, church, for uh, <clears throat> this series was uh, not one of, I'll be honest, this wasn't my one of my favorite series, but it's something that I needed to um, look into, something I, God was dealing with me on, and I don't preach to you what God's not speaking to me about in my own life. And so I want to give you an opportunity this morning to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior to come into your heart, to come into your life, to say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me of my sins. I'm not right. Maybe, you, maybe your mouth is, is in control. Maybe you got it all. You, maybe you're, you're not cursing, you're not lying, you're not swearing. Praise God. But maybe there's an issue in your life. You say, Pastor Carlos, I'm not right with God. He knows my heart. I'm separated from him. I don't want a service to go by without somebody here being able to have the opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and their Savior. This morning, that's you with all heads bowed, all eyes closed. It's between you and God. Say, Pastor Carlos, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. You just raise your hand this morning. Raise your hand. God sees that hand. Amen. God sees that hand. God sees those hands. Amen. On his hearts. Amen. God sees that hand, young lady. Hallelujah. Lord, forgive me for what I've been speaking against the people in my church who love me. Forgive me, Lord, for what I've been speaking about other people in other churches. Take this away. I do not want to slander. I want to speak words of life. May that be our prayer this morning. I don't want to gossip. I don't want to lie. I don't want to be a tailbearer. You know, I'm going to give a, I just feel a leading right now. I'm going to just go ahead and just give you an opportunity right now while you're just sitting just to reflect on maybe what God is speaking to you about right now in this moment. And maybe it has nothing to do even here with the house. Maybe at your work. Maybe you've been listening, listening to this, this slander. Maybe you haven't been speaking it, but you've been listening, giving ear to it. You, you got to be very careful with that. So I want to just take a, just a few moments. stand this morning as we pray before we dismiss
Now, to those who didn't raise their hand, this might excite you, but there were people here in, our, in this house of God who want to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Pray with me. If you raised your hand and you want to repeat after me, the Bible says when you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, you will be saved. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. I repent for speaking words of hate, speaking words of doubt, slander, speaking lies, speaking what is opposite of your character. Lord, check my heart. I give my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. And I do believe you died on the cross for me. And you rose on the third day. And you're coming back again. Until then, I serve you and only you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus over our church, over the walls of our church, over the inside of our church, from the office to the gym to the kitchen to every single room in this place by your grace and mercy. God, I pray your covering be a hedge of protection over this place. Like when they put the blood over the doorpost and the spirit of death came and went by because your blood, because the blood of the lamb was there, your blood this morning, God, as I speak, Lord, I'm believing your blood over our church family. The blood of Christ over every single spouse, over every single uncle, aunt, brother, or sister. The blood of Christ over your church. We cast out every word that has been spoken against us. We cast out every curse word that has been spoken against your children here. We cast it out in Jesus' name, and we send it back to hell from where it came. The blood of Christ over our church family. God, and I pray, Lord, as we continue to grow, not by hundreds, not by tens, but by what you want, Lord, that as people continue to come into this place, they would feel and sense your presence here. And I pray you remove any spirit you do not want here by the blood of Jesus Christ. Check my heart, Lord. Remove it from me. Remove any spirit I'm asking you in Jesus' name. Satan, you have no right or authority. This is God's house. And Lord, we're giving this house to you. We surrender this house to you. Father, I pray, Lord, for my pastor. I plead the blood of Jesus over him and his wife, over his family over his ministry, over all the churches in the valley, over the hill, Lord. I pray blessing, God, over them as well. The blood of Jesus over your children in these last days. We thank you, Lord, for what you're, what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do in these awesome times. There's no better time to be alive than right now. And I thank you, Lord. For giving us the opportunity and the privilege to live in these times. Some say they're dark, but Lord, we're saying let there be light. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. 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 Let's all bow our heads as we dismiss. I would like somebody to come and pray. Brother Israel, can you come please and
pray us out of here. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, do me a favor. Go have an awesome lunch. Uh, maybe some sushi. Maybe some pizza. Maybe some carne asada. Something. Or maybe, maybe just you and God. Huh? Say a kind word to somebody. Amen. Let's all bow our heads as our brother prays. Thank you, brothers. us is through past Sundays, Lord. We receive it, and let that seed grow in us, Father, and bless our Sunday, and bless um, everyone that, that was able to be here, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you. not ashamed of the gospel, his sufficiency is in Christ, and the power of integrity is the passion of his life. Instead of reckless faith, he has proven his faith works, and the ultimate priority is the master's plan for the church. Saved without a doubt, because his first love is the Lord, and the gospel according to Jesus is the truth he would.